Hello and welcome to another episode of the Not For Nothing podcast. I wanted to pick your brain today about your celebrity crushes as a teen. I want to kind of get into the mind of young Natasha and who was your number one heartthrob? I feel like it's really important the way you said the words, because when I first pitched the topic to you, I feel like it came out as like what crushes that are teen celebrities is that how you meant it? No, I absolutely did not mean it that okay, way. I interpreted I it the right no, way. And I'm like, oh, so that's how the words should have gone in order. Oh, yes. I am a wordsmith, you know? <laughs> like the dean needed to be before. <laughs> um, okay. We talked about it on one of the other episodes, but for those of you who watch the OC, I feel like Seth Cohen was like a classic. Okay. Um, but you just found this out. Jared Leto was on my so called my so called life, and that was like a big heartthrob crush moment. I never watched the OC or my so called life, but I would say like to back things up. I remember like my first one of my first crushes mm -hmm. being Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. So at that moment, I knew I was like the wild card weirdo. Like, I don't I was think gonna I know be who that the is. Wild card. He's like the forgotten in sync member. Ew, you would totally be into like a forgotten in sync member. You know what I'm saying? He's like the one that's there, but people like didn't primarily have a crush on him. I feel like that's how I felt with Kevin Jonas. I also felt like that with Kevin Jonas. Kevin Jonas was my favorite. I was he like was the introvert crush. Exactly. And I do love something. Wait, about what's this that. guy's name? Kurt? Chris Kirkpatrick. This is the whitest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he maybe had, <laughs> like, little baby white boy dreadlocks at one point. No. Yeah, or weird braids. Weird, like... I mean, weird because he's braids. white. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, be weird because they're they're sticking out like oh liberty spikes. Oh, my God, spikes. he's one of those guys. It was a weird 90s moment. This would be somebody... He looks like the guy from Cake Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not about to tell me that I have a weird type, bitch. <laughs> no, I just could see that this would be a crush for like... For a weird stoner girl. No, just like Italians. You think? I My type hasn't been Italians until now, by the way. He just, well, I guess he just it has, has like the... It's bizarre. It's like... I feel like he was also the most punk in, exactly. in it the was pop. Giving, it was giving like an air of no doubt yeah. for some reason. Yeah, there was, I don't know, Chris Kirkpatrick. It wow, was, he did things to me emotionally. Emotionally. Um, but in my teenage years, I felt, you want to hear something funny? What? The other day I had a, a trigger memory. I was getting my hair dyed. And I, they told me, okay, sit up. So I go and look. And you know, they have examples of people's hair. Mm -hmm. And it's like mostly celebrities. There's like Jennifer Aniston. And then there was one that I haven't seen in a long time. And I remembered it because I had a flashback to like, for context, my current partner is a partner I had in my past when my, my current partner is also my first boyfriend, but there was time in between. But I had a flashback to sixth grade when I found out that his celebrity crush was Ashley Simpson. Oh my God. And uh. I used to be slightly like jelly of Ashley Simpson in sixth grade because yeah. I was like, my man wants you. And I know about it. What am I going to do about it? 
So yeah, I saw Ashley Simpson's face, and it all and came flooding like, back to me. You were like, I want that weird like, Bob with the hair, the 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 girl mullet. I want the girl mullet. <laughs> I want the bowl cut into the girl mullet. Her like, ch- and I feel what was the term for it? Choppy chop. layers. Yes. Like, and I was it like, was like the first time someone cut a bang just like that. Like when the the um, side bang is just like a rectangle over your eye. Give me the girl mullet. I need that. The girl mullet. <laughs> My man's into that. Girl text. <laughs> Girl tax getting a haircut because the celebrity your man liked in 2005. Did you ever watch Freaks and Geeks? I never did. We have like zero crossover in the mm. shows we watched. Like, What's, what was up with that? <laughs> Questionable today. Are you calling me a freak? <laughs> no, a but geek? James Franco in it is really cute. Oh. But it's different era. Yeah. Also, James Franco's younger brother. Yeah, big, Dave. Did you say creep? Because he's also a creep. Major creep. I don't know, but James Franco is not. Oh, total creep. Not of the type we like. Not of the type we like. But I feel like the younger brother played in like a TV show too. Let me look. Was James up. Franco and Scooby Doo or Freddie Prince Jr. Is he related to James Franco, or am I making that up? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> does Prince sound like Franco? I mean, like. <laughs> Is he related? Is, is James Franco related to Lisa Frank? <laughs> he sounds the same. <laughs> that was an inside joke that should have made onto the air. Things that sound the same are not the same, guys. <laughs> We're playing the long game with jokes lately. Our producer, Mark, very much inspired us. Mark said that he did something so petty. I hope I can share this. He said that for like a whole year, he put a pebble in his brother's shoe every day. Mark's like, you're literally ruining a 30-year-old joke. (laughs) Sorry. Because his brother's a listener of the podcast. (laughs) Because he's still putting the pebble in his shoe. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so any other crushes i should know about (laughs) i should know about as if it's like like anything any of your lore that i need to any of your lore i need to catch up on i feel like generally the like misunderstood sad boy in any of these like shows that was like where my crush category lies. I have a good one. <laughs> Not that it's any different today. <laughs> life like, with uh, Derek. Did you have a crush on Derek? What is Life with Derek? That was a show. It was like a Canadian show that made it to Disney Channel. Let me see. I feel like I did. If it was on, if it was on the DC, <laughs> Disney it was Channel, on the DC. It was I... on the DC. We were sipping DCs, watching the DC. <laughs> life with Derek. Yeah, it was a Canadian show. Um, as a Canadian, I love how you like. That's all I know about it. That's literally the only thing I remember. There was a a person on this show you had a crush on, Derek. <laughs> Derek from <laughs> Derek from Life with Derek, Life of Derek, Life with Life Derek. with Derek. Which one's Derek? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> I think top 
middle. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't remember. Did you have a crush on the dad? No, but Who? I think I would now. Who's the Derek? I don't know. Um. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. And this is something I've been thinking about since childhood. Because, like, you know, when you would talk about crushes with, like, your girlfriends, there was always someone that was like, oh, me? <laughs> I need you to finish your drink first. <laughs> I have a crush on Danny Phantom. <laughs> or some other fucking inanimate person. And I'm like... I understand you're still coming to terms with your sexuality, but cartoon <laughs> characters aren't in the They're not an option. <laughs> I mean, I think it is an option. Think about all the like anime porn that exists. Right. It's still not an <laughs> option. That's why those people who watch it are incels. Or maybe it's like pre-selecting the fetish. Sorry, staying on trend with the kink shaming. <laughs> Wait, okay, for um for um archival sake, uh-huh. we must note that during your trip out in Los Angeles, we were validated in our argument that um walking somebody on a leash at the zoo is inappropriate. Because and the reason we were given is because the people didn't consent to be a part of their kink, exactly. to be a visualizer. They didn't consent to, to be used for the king to be a voyeur in it. So I thought um, that was really interesting and it validated us. I thought it was as well. And I have to say, I told the story about the guy in the rug who lives in New York, who likes to be stepped on inside of a rug at oh parties God, and on so the street. Cute. And I need our listeners who are in New York, who have attended these parties. We're going to get like some kind of hotline for you to call in and tell us your story, because honestly... He's real, and I don't think the people in L.A. are hip to the rug guy. What's his name? I think his name is Kevin. I mean, it would. But, yeah, (laughs) for those who are wondering, it is sexual. It is sexual. And you don't need to partake if you don't want. You don't need to. But, okay, back to king shaming. Um, No, I just (laughs) honestly want to know, like, what childhood... Did you have a crush on a cartoon character at any point? Like, and what does a crush constitute? Yeah, that was what was always confusing as well, where it was like these <laughs> Disney uh, princess stuff where it's like, but the prince is a cartoon. Right. And so is the princess. And yeah, it's all kind of like this weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think. I never had a crush on a cartoon character. I'll tell you that confidently. I I don't even know how I would. I feel like you would know if you had a crush on a cartoon character. I have a friend who says that foxes, like cartoon foxes, like the fox and the hound, are hot. And she also, in similar fashion, is slightly attracted to Chester Cheeto. (laughs) She's because it's like... Maybe it's the charisma of a cartoon character that people can be attracted to. <laughs> Maybe it's a little bit of the tism riz. I think it's it's a fetish. Cartoon character crushes? Yeah. What if they're innocent? Like, she thinks the fox and the hound. She thinks the fox is hot. Yeah. She's an adult, by the way. Yeah. yeah. That feels like a fetish. You think? 
like a light one a light a light f there's nothing wrong with having a fetish like yeah no there's not no derogatory fetish. <laughs> no kink shame or anything no kink shame but like <laughs> i'm just not gonna watch cartoons with you crazy because like it's like a it's little like, too arousing for yeah, you you're feeling feelings and we're, <laughs> i'm just watching a cartoon show i also just generally i don't watch cartoons because really i'm 30 cartoons. what yeah okay um lately i've been like seeing a lot of new like creators on my explore page on tiktok and they're in the weed space and they're using terms that really have been made popularized by gen z weed culture it's crazy there's a whole new slew like we're not using like our parents terms anymore we're starting to maybe sound a bit outdated i sound i feel like i sound so outdated I think that we're getting outdated. I'm like, oh, doob. And people are like, a what? <laughs> Boomer. Roll a doob? A doobie. <laughs> but one of the words I would like to share with the class yeah. is the word blinker. I don't get what that means. And I was curious to hear what you were going to yes. say. So blinker or doing a blinker is when you take a weed pen and you put it, you either hit it until it starts blinking that it can't let out any more vapor mm. or you do that but in like a bong or something else to filter it so taking like a blinker hit out of so it's a like bong. it's like the maximum hit of a vape pen yeah. yes the maximum allowed in one blinker. breath is called a blinker and people will Wait, say are people it, not hitting it like that i don't hit vape pens like that do you do you hit it for like seven to ten seconds each time and then exhale? I like quickly hit it and then exhale and then hit it and exhale. Like e-cigs, I I hit and exhale. Weed pens, I'll I'll take a longer slow hit because sometimes also if it's like a thick extract, like yeah, it needs to warm up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But like if it needs to warm but, up a little bit, that's not the nature of a blinker. But I definitely feel like when I was first vaping, I was doing solely blinker hits. So true. Same. But I feel like I just blinkers, didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I think like the idea of a blinker is like your thing is already hot and you're taking it almost to the extreme that you would take like a super yeah. big glob dab. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's or the idea. Like, get uh, what's it called? Like uh like finishing your dinner like having the whole bowl yes exactly exactly that was so funny with <laughs> we had like three clips of a hash rolls and i was like to adriana finish your fucking dinner finish your dinner <laughs> especially when it has rotini on it yeah and hash, like it's like, a, if it's it. a hashalini and you have to okay a new term if you, yeah. for gen z this one will gift to you if you want to use it we already talked about hashalini which is a hash hole with a rotini in it hashalini um and you told me recently about a very unique term that Gen Z is using, and it's also vape pen related. Yeah, because they're all about the vape pens. They, it's so funny. It's I'm a like, sign of their consumption. Do they even want the hashalini? They don't even mm -hmm. know how to roll. Oh my God, do less Gen Z. This would be a really interesting statistic. How, which generation rolls the best? Millennials yeah. or Gen Z? Might be boomers. Or boomers. Might be boomers because they had no choice. They, I feel like they had little janky little pipes, but they were definitely rolling doobies without filters. I think our generation rolls the best. Our generation does roll the best, but I do know a lot of people in weed who still can't roll. And we're on and a mission to end that. We are on a mission to end that. And I feel like 
boomers didn't even get have cones back then. There was no such thing as a cone. They had to roll everything themselves. That's correct. Will you hand me that later, please? Um, but so okay. Oh, these, I was about to pass this. It's okay. We can have two in rotation. Oh. So the kids have been calling it the Benjamin, <coughs> is what I've been seeing on the Tiki Talkies. What's actually kind of funny is like, I guess you could call it Benjamin Button. Like the button on it. Exactly. I'm wondering if it's from that. Wow. It's kind of like how I call my jewel, like Julia. Well, it's also kind of, Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's also kind of how... We do not promote the use of tobacco. When someone... I, I do. When someone is calling themselves him, like, oh, I'm him. They call themselves himothy. Like, oh, I'm himothy. Oh. Or like, that's himothy. If it's like hitting... Benjamin. That's where Himothy's from? Himothy. <laughs> I don't know if we should put this in the pot or not, but Life is Not Grape just changed his username to that. Oh, did he? And I was like, what does Himothy mean? That's actually hysterical. It's I didn't like, notice not, that. It's still Life is Not Grape, but it's like Himothy Grape. But his name is Himothy. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is hilarious. I didn't... Wow. That's goofy as fuck. That is actually very goofy. Benjamin had me I done. keep telling Sarah this, that... She would be excellent at doing like a five minute recap, literally less, <coughs> 30 second recap of like what you need to know to be like up, slang up to date with like Gen Z's on a day to day basis. I don't know why I get served so much Gen Z stuff. Actually, I feel like you kind of get served more than me. Yeah, but you get Gen Z cool stuff. I get Gen Z Mormon. Mm. Respect. Yeah. And they are mutually exclusive. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Gen Z, they are very mutually Wait, exclusive. Wait, should we tell them about the comment in the car yesterday? What? I don't remember. I told Sarah I was so grateful to have her as a friend <laughs> because she's one of my only non-Christian friends. <laughs> Literally same. I was like, it's so nice to be open about this with you. It's like, oh my God. Wow. Wow, it's crazy that we could be in this car together and both not be Christians. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. <laughs> um, no offense. <laughs> no offense, but sometimes it's hard to carry Jesus around when you don't even know him. Uh, <laughs> um, so speaking of Gen Z, they're teens, some of them. So I wonder if they're going to their first, like, quinceañeras... And Sweet Sixteens, did you go, did you attend, or Bat Mitzvahs, or Bar, bar Mitzvahs? Did you <laughs> attend both? Have you, what have you attended? Whatever. Have um, you been to bars and bots? I've been to bars and bots. I've never been to a bar or a bot. Really? In my life. In your whole life? In my whole life. I've been to many. I'm actually kind of jelly. It's fine, it's whatever. I hope by the time I have kids, I can be at a bar or a bot as yeah. like a, a parent. It's like... It's a little earlier than Sweet 16 and Quinceañera. So it's like 14, 13 wow. and 12 sometimes. Wow. Um, and so. Did you have a bot? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Why am I retroactively jealous? You, I didn't know you. I know. I, I. That's why I'm like, why am I jealous? Like. It was cool. Like mine was very family based, which is how okay. it should be. But I feel like in New York, it gets blown out of proportion into like a huge ass party because it's like the Jewish sweet 16. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the kids are literally 12 and 13 or 14 if they're siblings. And like, it's it's very young. It's very young. Sweet but 16s were much more fun. 
But I feel like the magnitude of things, it's because like that is when you become a woman or become Agreed. a man. It's like you the literally got your period. Crazier. Yeah, I guess so. You know? Yeah. But the parties themselves, Sweet 16 was more fun. Agreed. And I feel like by the time you turn 16, you're more emotionally mature and ready for that party. I attended a few Sweet 16s. I didn't have one of my own. I didn't have one of my own. But you had, had a bot. You had a bot. And I had a party on my 16th birthday at my house. Okay. With a cake. I don't think I really like did any of that. But I like, had like six friends. July, baby. I was like, yeah, the, yeah. My exactly. five friends were in the city. We like You're had like, cake at my and house. We'll have a slice of Carvel cake. And then we, yeah. Yep, totally. Um, all right. So I attended Sweet 16s. And it's funny back then, I feel like a reasonable amount for you to be able to like give in a birthday card at a Sweet 16 was like, 30 bucks yeah like we're getting old 30 bucks you'd go in a party dress that was literally like remember those dresses that you would wear that were essentially like a top and then a flowy bottom but they were all like silky and we would all wear them with like flats yeah and then we'd have digital cameras mm -hmm. in the mirror as we 16s do you remember the candles no like when they do the 16 candles no. Okay. I didn't go to like, uh, I think I only went to like one Sweet 16 like bash. And then I don't think I went to any that were like. Sweet 16s in New York were kind of like weddings. Yeah. Like I only went to one that was like that, but there was yeah. no candle situation. And then the others were all just rowdy parties, but like no, no candle bullshit. No formal. But at Bar Mitzvahs and Bar Mitzvahs, you. There's like a similar thing that you do. You do candles? Yeah. All right. So there's a dais, which is essentially your wedding party, but you're 16 having a birthday instead. So it's like your favorite few people. Yeah. Sometimes wearing a different dress, you know, held to a higher standard. And they sit on like a stage of sorts compared to the rest of the those in attendance. Wow. We have two out. So your dais was there, and then your 16 candles, they'd be like, candle number one is for my cousins, Leela and Marco. And they're, they get the cousin candle, woo! And then they'd be like, all the theater kids get candle number two. And like everybody would like go up and take photos with the bride slash sweet 16 girl. So weird. You know what's actually funny? I don't know if you've actually seen any of the Romani people, otherwise known as gypsies. Mm. They'll have a gypsy wedding, which is usually some kind of crossover between a sweet 16 and a wedding. Mm -hmm. Well, and because usually that they're is 16 what the sweet 16 married. is kind of about. Yeah. It's like presenting this like child bride. Mm -hmm. Like she's available. She's here and around and fertile fertile and gaudy and gaudy baby um yeah sweet 16s i was invited to one quinceanera and i was so excited to go and i was never i was so excited and two weeks before the party me and one of my best friends at the time who's still one of my very close friends <laughs> We went to the park in Central Park and we met these boys and we got really drunk. <laughs> and then I like got home and was wasted. And my parents were like, what are you doing? And 
I had to tell them I drank alcohol from random boys. And they basically I was so grounded. I was grounded you. forever from like, that. Like they didn't let you go to the Sweet Sixteen. To, yeah, sweet Quintanera. And I was all like, guys, like she's my friend. You're like, I won't be drinking. It's a cultural there. situation. Like, this is a really big moment for her. Like her family's flying in. And they were like, Shouldn't have drank alcohol. Shouldn't drink alcohol from random guys you don't know from Long Island. It's always a Long Island. It's always a Long Island boys. I literally have him in my phone still as like Matt Long Island. Matt Long Island scumbag. Oh, wait. So you are friends with them now. The boys? I never saw them again after that day. We just like had exchange numbers. We should prank phone call them on the pod. That's hilarious. I think my friend may have like seen him again. I don't know. Well, I can ensure she'll never see him again. Give me your phone. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so. In recent New York news, AI is coming into play at the subway station. We just got Omni. We're now doing a tap to pay, so we're being tracked in a certain way. Definitely. Now I heard a story on TikTok that says, and there's, loads of people in the comment section that are in agreement and say that something similar has happened to them. This girl said that she couldn't, um, she couldn't get through cause she had too many grocery bags. Mm-hmm. So someone let her in like the person in the booth, the MTA person let her through. So she went through the door and got on her train, didn't think about it. And then on Apple pay saw a notification that her phone her phone's credit card was charged because she walked through the station. She did not tap to pay. The only thing that could be the common denominator here is AI and her having Apple pay on her wallet and her phone. That's nuts. So how do we feel New Yorkers about hopping the turnstile? It's kind of becoming that thing where like, you know, when target stores will actually wait till you reach felony level of stealing to like stop you so they can persecute Mm -hmm. so like they're not going to stop you off of two hundred dollars usually it's like two grand or something that they stop you and they're like we caught you stealing but they won't say anything about it prior and they do like they see your face at self-checkout and everything too so i do think ai is starting to play a role majorly in what they perceive as the uh thievery which in the case of the mta i wouldn't consider that thievery if the like, I've had um, people let me in. Not civilians, like, people who are working Employees, for the MTA. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not to get super deep, but I'm going to take it there. I think as, and we've been having this conversation this week, but as, for example, global warming continues and AI continues to be developed, there's this, like, clear and more and more visible elitist Mm. class system that's being created between those who are online who are tech like who are signed up for things who are like yeah you know who are in these things who have air conditioning who have access to like water regularly clean water Mm -hmm. like all these things are becoming more and more separate and it's like what are you going to do about an undocumented person who's not on like Apple pay in New York? Like it's just creating a different way because recently they changed the laws in New York where it wasn't an arrestable offense 
to be uh, jumping the turns like fair evasion. Yeah. And now it is. No. But it's like now if you don't like. I'm wondering how like the law plays into AI as well. Same. And like how AI benefits certain people in the eyes of the law. Yep. Like it's only AI is only helpful if you are helpful to it or like. If right. If you have something to feed it back or yeah. if they can have one over on you. Because it's like if you have a card for them to charge, like it feels like the difference between them just charging your card, almost a convenience fee, although it doesn't necessarily have your consent versus somebody who can potentially get arrested. And 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 bro, we talked about this with MJ last time about the MetroCard and Omni. Like New York is such a haven as well, like where people come and escape and like. What if you're on the run somewhere, you're you're leaving an abusive household, an abusive relationship, and you're like running and you're taking the subway and suddenly it shows up on the statement of your shared account. Yeah. Like there's it's becoming extremely scary to see like how obviously certain things would be great. Like I would love to not have to like fish for my metro card when I have like eight million bags and it's yeah. winter and I'm like oh gotta take the gloves off and that like phone your, your and we it would we would be also remiss to say that it, it there's not situations that we benefit from it exactly and, and sometimes it could like be if nice. somebody who is like mentally disabled goes missing they'll be able to see that they you know scanned their phone at a certain subway station and you're able to like find them and you know get them help or kids who are lost for example oh my god the number of times when i was a kid where the doors close and it was before like cell phones and find my iphone and all this thing like you would just hope that the other person would have the common sense to like stay put absolutely but yeah but there's no communication there's no communication exactly so there are benefits but it is also very scary and i think it's yeah yeah it's a lot things are happening things are happening and they're happening rapidly and the price of the mta ride is now going up from 275 to 290 which is an insane 290 two dollars and 90 cents did you know that no i did that's almost three dollars a ride and it's almost like make it three dollars you're just First gonna all, keep increasing it's going it. to be three dollars right after it's just and, so- and it's just that it's going to keep climbing like i think using an increment like that is going to make it excusable for it to go up 10 to 15 cents more frequently than it does currently agreed and like once you're above three then it's like what are we talking Uh, about it's unreal the only other thing more expensive at this point would be like um, how can an express bus how would you like afford it's like eight dollars like it becomes really just not it's unbelievable yep well on this, uh, yeah. On this very serious note about the economy and AI. Yeah, let's jump into the economy really quick before we leave them. Let's get. How to are it. things doing? Okay, so well, what's your forecast? We've been doing. Um, we've been doing some like bagel. Oh my god, this is not egg salad. What is it? This is another tomato and cream cheese sandwich. Or maybe it's just the wrong one. I didn't eat this tomato and cream cheese. Uh, maybe. Okay, open it. It's also sesame, right? Yeah, great. <coughs> We've been having some bagel issues this morning, which honestly doesn't fare well for the economy. Let's say that. It's not looking good. But, but basically, we've been doing these readings where we look at the sesames on our bagel to like get a forecast about how things are going. 
in the world and um honestly it hasn't failed us and it's, so we should take wow. a look wow wow show the camera how do i take one half just grab it i yeah, don't care you if you touch other it half. yep look at this look at this sesame structure <laughs> we're bagel influencers honestly i think the economy is doing better the economy is doing better but it's also like a fucking tiny bagel it's oh that is also a factor like it's a small bagel it's a like this feels like uh doing our best with what we have bagel and you know what let's also not forget that they did that the try order's wrong the <laughs> like order is completely incorrect and i ordered egg and cheese and they gave cream cheese with tomato <laughs> but um and that is not faring well either but so it's in mi mixed reviews this week it feels the eight ball says try again later yeah it doesn't it doesn't look good but it could always be worse as the jews like to say it could be um and on that note it could always be worse you could have not been listening to not for nothing today so make sure you download our episodes like comment subscribe um you can find us at not for nothing pod on social media you could follow me at how can i help you and you can follow me at natasha prz or pussyweed thanks for joining we'll see you next tuesday Bye.